It's five minutes with me. When I was 19 years old, absolutely no one considered me a teenager. This is not to be clear because I was uncommonly mature. I was not. No one considered me a teenager at 19 because no one in the early 1980s, when I was 19, considered 19-year-olds to be teenagers. I was not a full-fledged, independent adult, but I was given the benefit of the doubt and treated as an apprentice adult. This is no longer true. Adolescence has extended dramatically on both ends, and if you miss this, you're missing important ministry opportunities. Sure, a 27-year-old today isn't technically a teenager, but the average 27-year-old is just barely reaching the waning years of an extended adolescence that stretches, say researchers, to about 30 years old on average. Seriously, this redefines everything, right? Hey, an advantage to me as a 58-year-old is that I get to pretend I'm middle-aged for a little bit longer. One shift that has led to this extension is the overwhelming isolation of teenagers, and often these days of young adults. Teenagers spend almost all their time in a world completely isolated from adults, even in many of our churches. Can you see how one of, this, one of the results of this would be that 20-somethings continue, in, continue to be in an extended form of the teenage world? How could we expect them to do anything other? We've removed the on-ramps to adulthood. We don't give them meaningful responsibility and expectation, which are absolutely essential to transitioning to adulthood. And we treat them like children throughout their teenage years and often into their young 20s. The fancy word for this, by the way, is infantilization. Adolescence is so long now that researchers talk about it in three distinct phases, each becoming their own developmental life stage, their, their own field of research and study. 10 to 14 years old is young teen or early adolescence. 15 to 20 is late teen or middle adolescence. And then 21 to 30 is emerging adulthood. Now, you might be saying, Marco, hold on. As much as I care about those 20-somethings and their stuckness, they're not my primary calling. I'm called a teenager and this teenagers, and this doesn't really seem to be about teenagers. I hope you can hear my shouting wrong all the way from my little back house where I'm recording this in San Diego. Think of it this way. We've taken what was an 18-month process in the early 1900s and was a six-year process in the 70s, and we've made it an almost 20-year process. That means that all the stuff going on in the process is extended and protracted and elongated. An example, while adolescence begins with puberty at a younger and younger age, abstract thinking is being postponed. And abstract thinking is required for the processing of tasks of adolescence, identity, purpose, and belonging. Another reality, meaningful re responsibility is postponed. Yet another reality, teenagers and young adults are, like I said earlier, treated as if they were children for more and more years. And while some adolescents, adolescent issues are being pushed younger and younger, others are consistently being postponed, not being faced until the mid to late 20s. And that means that the teenagers in your youth group, even if you have nothing to do with the 20-somethings that likely don't attend your church anyway, the teenagers are a different breed of teenager than you were at that age. What would it look like for you to be countercultural on this trend? What would it look like for us to offer meaningful responsibility and expectation in our churches? 
What would it look like for us to stop treating teenagers like children? What would it look like for us to reintroduce on-ramps to adulthood? What would it look like for your church and your youth ministry to provide teenagers the opportunity to rub shoulders with adults in the world of adults, not only with adults who come into the world of teenagers? The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.